Hello there! This show contains material which a truly free society would neither fear nor suppress. The language and concepts contained herein will not cause eternal torment in the place where the guy with the horns and pointed stick conducts his business. Hi, everyone. Hi there. I like the potatoes, mustard. <clears throat> What's up? But uh, yeah, I'm gonna clear my throat again. What's happening? Uh, not a whole lot. That was a, a bad impression of Carl from. What was that film called again? Sling Blade. Some Sling people Blade. call it a Kaiser Blade. I call it a Sling Blade. One of the best films Hollywood's ever made, despite themselves. One of the best films that Hollywood didn't make. Wasn't that an independent outside of Hollywood? Well, it's an indie, yeah, but. You know, they backed it for distribution. I Billy think. Bob Thornton has been in Hollywood. Well, that was his breakout type deal. Yeah, that's where they discovered him. So what's going on, man? What's new? What's cooking? What's now? What's wow? Still have this lingering kraken. This we... virus is wicked. I don't think that I've got any viral activity going on. I think that something did damage to my lungs, and I'm, I've got this constant cough. So you need like a resec bowel resection, a lung resection. Yeah, what do you need I, there? Oh, I think I need one of those needles, like I was saying earlier, from the, from the basketball <laughs> pumps. You know, inflating those sports ball type things. Stick it right <laughs> in my lung and uh, get rid of the mucus. You want to inflate your ball? <laughs> yeah, on occasion. <laughs> you know, whatever gets uh, gets the willies off. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Uh, let's see. What, what do we got for the intro today? You know, I, I saw this thing on YouTube about a violinist who was... Oh, never mind. Wait, that was last week. Yeah. Do we have anything about uh, Floyd Landis? Floyd Landis. His hearing is the 16th, actually. His intro hearing will be the 16th. And uh, I'm waiting with baited breath, or whatever that phrase is. What is baited? I don't know. It's when you put a worm on a hook. Your breath has been baited. My you worm breath is basically what you're calling me. <laughs> when I'm coughing, it feels like my, my lung has been baited. Well, you need the resection. Resection. I don't even know what that means, but I used to hear that on MASH a lot. I think they remove part part of it. That's yeah. what it is. I yep. needed lung resection, obviously. Yep, yep. Um, so I told John before the show, his wife was uh, up in the kitchen with us, and I said to John and her out loud that I was going to say the most controversial thing I've ever said on the program on this program. Black is white. Negative. That's a negative, Ghost Rider. Okay, are you ready? I'm, I'm baiting my breath as we speak. Okay. And this is going to be kind of dorky, but I am... <laughs> Keeping with the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually used to watch Friends when it was on, right? Yeah. And uh, I'll say that Leo hooked me on it. Our friend from our mm-hmm. uh, pagan wor- Satan-worshipping friend from the Neural Gourmet, mm-hmm. he kind of got me hooked on Friends. And I kind of got caught up in the whole Ross and Rachel thing. And I, you know what? I'm going to come down on Ross's side here. They were on a break. I am flaccidly on his side here. <laughs> That's the controversial part of it. <laughs> Flaccidly saying anything? Well, because... Well, you I'm know, not going to check you, by the way. I'm a, not going to try to prove it. Well, as opposed <clears throat> to firmly being on his side, I'm flaccidly on his side because Rachel said they were on a break, but at the same time, it was a very bad choice Ross made 10 minutes after Rachel said to be on a break to go have a fling with somebody. I got nothing on this one. You don't remember that? I do absolutely remember it. But if you're on a break, you're on a break. That makes you a free man. You can go sow your wild oats and, you know, okay, so Ross waited an hour and sowed them, but, you know... 
they were on a break. At the risk of sounding, I don't know, girlish, churlish. Yeah, yeah. I'm siding with Rachel on this one. You're going to side with the Rach? Yeah, because she knew that it wasn't a real break, and he knew that she knew, or at least he should have known. Well, it's not important that he knew that she knew. It's important whether he knew that he knew. <laughs> Don't you know the whole relationship thing with women? It's not what people say and what they do. It's what they think they say and what they think well, they're there, doing. There certainly is a lot of truth to and that. It, and it's the, the whole thing where you're supposed to have some well, sort of ESP. you can't read my mind? <laughs> well, I know you can't, but you should. That's right. That's the whole point of it. Well, that's why I said I'm flaccidly coming down on Ross's side. Well, the whole thing makes me kind of... Nauseous, well, <laughs> you know, because they were on a break, but it was a very bad choice. You know, waiting an hour and then going and having sex with a stranger—I mean, bad choice. And you know, you know why I'm even thinking about the sitcom. Friends? Yeah, where'd this come up? Because when I was watching the final episode, I, I wasn't there for it. I taped it, and my VCR died 15 minutes before the end. So I have yet to see the last 15 minutes of the final episode, so I scoured YouTube till I found a clip, a little friend's clip, which is basically the last 15 minutes of the final episode. And then I watched some other friend's clips that they did, little retrospectives, little Ross and Rachel romantic retrospectives. And uh, they kind of re-examined the whole Ross, Rachel on a break thing. But anyway, that's all I'm saying. Very I mean, controversial. I think the best part of that, though, is how Ross kept going back to that, but we were on a break. Even when they got together in the final episode, when mm-hmm. she didn't get on the airplane and she's in his arms, this is it, just you and me together, right? And he goes, unless we're on a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, don't say it. Yeah, Stop. and then he goes, he goes, no jokes now. <laughs> you know, shoot himself in the head. But anyway, yeah. So that was my controversial uh, friends thing. Just like you stirring up the pot, mucking Listen, the mucking the rake or raking the muck. Or I've never even smoked pot. The pot has nothing to do with me. No, I didn't. I didn't say toking the pot. I said stoking. Oh, it. oh, I guess I shouldn't have said that then. All right. So I think that's it. I think we should just you know get the ball rolling here. You want to get the ball rolling with a tune? Musically, that is. This would be. This is going to be a good tune. You want to play it? Yeah, it's called let's, track number nine. <laughs> let's check it out.
That was a really nice track. He had a good groove going there. That's a local artist who spends a lot of time at the Cafe Domenico, where I sometimes go for tea and coffee, a guy named Jason Schnitt. Be careful when you say that. You have coffee there? Well, no, I, I generally have tea there. Oh, okay. And that you, one was you shocked called, me there. Well, you know, that one was called Let the Feeling Go. Can't stop the feeling. Track number nine on the famous Jason Schnitt CD. I told you it was track nine. <laughs> From a third story window. Yeah, we played him before. He was, uh, I think the thing that I liked about him is right on his CD, he has a statement that's that's pretty damn cool. Unauthorized duplication is discouraged, but sometimes necessary. Spread, but support independent music. Yeah. So he's all about the pirating. Cool. Yeah, cool. So it, this basically is is a disclaimer saying that my lawyer is uh, pretty much has his wings clipped. <laughs> Can't do right. anything. Yeah. Like his style a lot. Out of all the guys who play at the cafe, he's probably my favorite. Yep, say something. Dead air. Oh, I'm sorry. You're talking to me. Uh, well, I'm talking to everyone. Okay. All three of you. <laughs> yeah, you had you had this uh, questionnaire you were going to hit me with. Uh, First, what, what, why, 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 wine? Wine, yes. Try the wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what wine are we drinking today? This is uh, Penfold's Canunga Hill. It's a, it's a blend. 64% Shiraz, 36% Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah. It's an Australian, and this is, as all of the pen folds that I've had, it is uh, pretty good. Pretty yep. good. I like the folding of the pen. It's an 04. It's an 04. In case you're wondering. Yeah, so this questionnaire hit me. Well, hit it's me. the... Hit me, brother. This is inside the actor's studio. This is Bernard Pivot by proxy. By proxy of James Lipton. From inside the actor studio, anybody who watches the show knows it ends with the 10-question questionnaire based loosely on the questionnaire by Bernard Pivot from Apostrophe and Culture, a French talk show. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, by James Lipton, anyway, He uh, Bernard Pivot is considered the greatest interview host on the planet in the entire history of interviewers. I think I saw an episode of uh, Inside the Actor Studio where Lipton was on that show. He was talking in, in French. French, yeah. And he was, he, he was, knows he the was, language. He was doing Frenchy speak. <laughs> Frenchy talk, like yeah. Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah. He, he's better at it than I am, though. He is. So any of you who've seen the show knows that there's a, a questionnaire that uh, is asked. And I just, you know, John and I have been actually planning on doing this for a while. So I just said, why don't we just do it? Since he and I got nothing for the show, we were like, well, let's just pull that one out of our... I got nothing. Well, I got nothing. There's your problem. So we'll pull this one out of our arse and we'll just uh, ask this one. Do you want me to start? Yeah, you start, and, and Rich has these all typed up and, and, <laughs> and triplicate, and, and, and uh, he's he's going to submit them to the Department of uh, of Questionnaire Department. The Department of Redundancy Department. Yeah, and, and me, I'm doing them off the top of my head. Have you thought about this at all? I'm, I'm flying blind. Whoa. I'm winging it. John is winged. Okay, question number one, and this is, of course, question number one. <laughs> What is your favorite word? You want me to answer that one first? Yeah, go ahead. Well, onomatopoeia, <laughs> just because it's a cool word. Onomatopoeia. Oh, I love that word. Yeah, onomatopoeia. And uh, I also like the word yes. Yes. What's with the dead silence? I'm thinking. You, oh, I'm thinking. Okay. So, I, was one not allowed to think on this program? Well, not when there's 40 seconds of dead air or dead MP3. I challenge you to count up the seconds of dead air. Yeah. Maybe seven. The gauntlet has been thrown as okay. I pour myself more wine. All right. Um, there's all, so many good words. I'm, I'm partial to dang. <laughs> that's Lately, that's a good one. No. Um, 
I'm trying to think, you know, I want to answer this one in a way that um, probably is, is different than yours. I think you like the word because of its structure and what it stands for, and it's fun to say. It, it's fun to say, yeah. It's It rolls off the tongue not so much, but yet it does. And I like the word yes just because, you know, I like it when people tell me yes when I ask them questions. Me? I'm thinking one that I say a lot. Wow. Wow? Wow. Wow. Because it's one of those words that, to me, it just expresses what I'm thinking. And it sounds like it, too. It's kind of like an onomatopoeia, but yeah. for thought. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, question number two. What is your least favorite word? And mine is actually in keeping with many of the answers that the people on Inside the Actor Studio have given, and it's no. I don't like the answer no, or I don't like the word no. Uh, me, it's 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 not really one word, but it, people say it in, in one word. It, it comes out as one word. Not my job. It's not my job. Not my job. Yeah. It's 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 yeah. kind of like no. It's like LMNOP. It's sort of that one part of the alphabet that's really one one letter, <laughs> one the word. The LMNOP, yeah. Yeah, the LMNOP section. Question number three. We're going to blow right through this. We need sure. some sidebars here. We need some non sequiturs. Oh, we need dead air. No, oh, okay. <laughs> no, we can't do that. I was giving you some. Okay, question number three. What turns you on? And I don't think they mean that in a, a sexual way. I think they mean that in a... A non-sexual way. <laughs> Hence the not in a sexual way. Yeah. So for me, I put down the word competence and I followed it with a period and then started a new sentence and wrote people who have passion for things. Me, um, I think it's cleverness. Some, something that uh, someone who's got like a sense of humor, but done in a way that's very clever, an intelligent sense of humor, I guess I'd say. And by competence, I'm going to expound on that. I'm going to amplify this a little bit. Competence. Everybody likes competent people, I guess. But, you know, no, for I example, don't. I hate it when I go into... I like into, drilling thugs. Yeah. I hate it when I go into a store to purchase something and I know more about what I'm going to buy than the guy who's trying to sell it to me. That's an example of incompetence that drives me crazy. You know what I mean? Well, I don't mind that so much as the guy who doesn't know anything about the thing he's selling and who's imposing his will on you. Right, right. Like you go into Radio Shack and they tell you which kind of batteries are best for you. Well, you, no, you go to the battery store. <laughs> That's right. On your ba- boulevard. Batteries be us. <laughs> um, and I guess the corollary to question number three, what turns you on, is question number four, which is, or the, uh, what would this be? This would be the, uh, the uh, I forgot. Anyway, it's what turns you off. And I've I've actually spoken about this before. And it's one word, arbitrariness, because that covers so many things. I don't like you because you're black. I don't like you because you're blue. I don't like them because they're the Red Sox. I mean, it's also arbitrary, you know? Yeah, to me, it's uh, intolerance. And that's my arbitrariness kind of covers that in a way, too, which is why it's it's such a good word and why my answer is better than yours. (laughs) This is my house. I can't tell you to go home. Well, I can tell you to go home. You could tell me that. But I can, I'm going to go upstairs and sleep. You know, speaking of music, John was... Uh, no, we'll get into that later. Yeah, we'll get into it later. Because I actually have a, a segue. I have a segue. Mr. Segway. You. Uh, question number five. And this is one where I think John's going to cop out. <laughs> question number five in the Pivot slash Lipton questionnaire is, what's your favorite curse word? 
And I'm going to start, and I'm going to meander and, and ramble on here for a minute, because what I'm going to say is I'm genuinely going to swear. So for those of you who are listening in environments where there are children around or public place where you might not want people to hear a real curse word, I'm giving you a few seconds now to turn down the volume or turn off the program. Five. So that those four, people will not be subject to my swear word. And this will be the second time this word has been uttered on the program, but the first time it was in a song. It was a lyric. It was not uttered by us. <clears throat> so. Plugging <clears throat> my ears. Sensitive. John Childlike is, ears. And it's, it's, it's not just one word. It's a hyphenated swear word taken from the movie Aliens, uttered by Hicks, in reference to the Paul Reiser character. And the swear word is rat fuck son of a bitch. That's a good one. It's my favorite one because really? do you remember Paul Reiser betrayed him? He was going yep. to try to get the aliens back to be bioweapons. That's right. And Hicks goes, I say we grease this rat fuck son of a bitch right here. Okay. So there you go. Now the F word has actually been spoken aloud on BV by one of the hosts. Well, you said it twice, but the first time we, we got up to the, you know, bumped us up to the PG-13. I know. You can do it once, right? In a PG-13. Yeah. I was thinking about that on the way over here. Should I say yeah. it once or twice? But now, now we're twice. We're, we're officially an R. We're blue. Or, or an NC-17. No, NC, no R. NC-17. Oh, that's like X. Is if we actually have full frontal male nudity. Okay. So that's just an R. Which I don't know if we can do that orally. <laughs> orally? Well... That's a homonym. There could be something about full frontal and oral. I don't know what it would be, though. I'd have to do something with the microphone, though. <laughs> You'd have, to clean, have to clean them. Yeah. I mean, that's just not good. All right. Uh, mine? I know. John's going to totally cop on. Here's there. the criteria for my for my curse word. It's going to be something. It's the one that it's I... It's something Bob Ross would say. I always... When he's really mad. And, and it's really... And Rich knows this because we've talked about this several times before. Since having kids, I've had to actually mentally censor myself... Because I don't want to expose the kids to that until they get into school. That's I, right. I not until you're 12, son. That's right. <laughs> until they get their driver's license. But it's gotten to the point where I actually stop myself. It, it's, it's an involuntary reaction where I stop myself from swearing unless I experience extreme pain. And not too long ago, I stubbed my toe horribly. And I said these two words aloud. What? And it's hyphenated. Mother. And you know what the rest is. But you can say it. Yeah. So mother, mother. Well, I I was going to stop myself there. It was motherfucker. Oh, man. John just, I haven't actually heard John utter the F word in so long. Because we used to hang together, you know, years ago. And yeah, well, be, when you're drunk, you say a lot of stupid things. That's right. John was the only one who was drunk, though. That's right. I had a drinking problem, apparently. <laughs> Someone said that. <laughs> All right. What is it? We're on to question number six. What sound or noise do you love? Well, that for me, that's easy. Just really cool music, you know? Whatever my definition of cool is, it may not be yours, but whatever's cool for me is what I love to hear. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm going with the cornball one here, but it's true. I love to hear my kids playing, oh, laughing. Oh, that's so cliche, I'm, man. I know, I know. You know what it is? It's one of those things where if you don't have kids, and this is another cliche, if you don't have kids, you don't understand... Man, it's one of those things. It's so true. It's a, I guess it's a cliche because it's true. Well, obviously, someone who has kids hasn't experienced that, but that's an answer that's been given a lot on the on the show in this yeah, question. My kids laughing, playing. I love to hear them just having joy, experiencing life. Well, you know, okay, fine. Rich doesn't like joy. <laughs> <laughs> She's kind of cool, actually. She's anti-joy. Well, you know. Okay. Um, what are we up to? Question number seven. Ah, the corollary. What sound or noise do you hate? 
you may have heard me say this before, but this is going to probably make some people laugh. But I hate when the phone rings. I hate that sound. I just hate it. It drives me crazy. Why? Who is it wants... because someone needs you? No, I don't think it's because someone needs me, but... That, that could never be the case. It would be reading a book. I'll be reading a book. I'll be watching some cool program on TV, you know, like a science show or something, because I would never watch a sitcom. And, um... Not with, like, any romantic things No, and bring the phone rings, and it feels like such an intrusion. You know, it feels like such an interruption, and it's... For years, I've hated when the phone rang. I don't know why, but I just do. So what sound or noise do you hate? And I'm I'm going with another corollary here. It's and it, this isn't like you know the sound of my kids in pain. It's the sound right before my kids are about to scream. And it's usually I'm in some other room and I hear like like someone fell. Sound someone something. fell, and I know that someone got hurt because there's always like this pause just before the kids about to burst into tears because they're so shocked that they're hurt. And oh, I oh. It goes right to my core. Goes to the core. It's a primal. Goes thing. to the quick. Cuts to the quick. I have noticed. I was flipping by the dial the other day, and there's this new show on MTV called Scarred. Have you seen this show? <laughs> no, and I don't. All want it to. is is home videos of skateboard dudes who you know crash and end up with their elbow going 90 degrees the way it's not supposed to, and then screaming in agony. It's real footage of people really monking themselves up. One of the reasons why I stopped. Riding one of those infernal boards on wheels because <laughs> I've fallen and actually hit my head on concrete a couple of times and that's not fun. You've fallen and you couldn't get up? I've fallen! Yes, it hurts. Okay, so question number, what noise do you love? What noise do you hate? Uh, question number eight. What profession, and this is kind of one we've delved we into about, yeah. before, but I'm thinking of this a little differently. But the question is, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? And in the past, John and I, for me anyway, the questions that we answered in the past were sort of like dream things, like in an ideal world, what is it you'd like to do? So in that light, I guess I'm going to answer this question. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? And I have two answers. because I, in That's the, not fair. In the past, I think you categorized my answer as Santa Claus, you know, wanting to give people things and all that. But anyway, my answer today is pilot, like aircraft pilot. And you want to drop presents on people? <laughs> no, I don't. And my other answer is musician. And you might think that's funny. I find no humor in that whatsoever. Because <laughs> I sort of do play. I am a musician. But I've never been out and gigged, you know, like crazy, you know, for money and tried to make it uh, a life choice. You know, I've never tried to be a professional working musician. It's impossible for you because after every song, you destroy your guitar. I know. that. that well, that's very true. You've only played two songs. And as John knows about my first answer, I don't like to fly, but I think for me it's a control thing. You know, if I were the pilot, I'd be okay. See what I'm saying? Well, you couldn't get off. You couldn't leave. <laughs> the answer to there. your first one almost requires a joke. <laughs> but I'm bummed. That's like the Mile High Club. Oh, you can get off. Believe me. <laughs> Insert joke here. So those are my two answers. What you got? Clown. Clown. I'd, I'd love to be a clown. Work in a circus. I, and this is not a joke either. I mean, I would really love to be a, a, a circus performing clown type thing. And, and John, I think, could be a good clown thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's in college, I was in a juggling club and it was a lot of fun. And 
And I actually got to actually hang out with the the Russian circus that came into town. And he can actually juggle. He actually got something out of that. He can actually juggle I did. Juggle I have a skill. Things. It's not a marketable skill, but it's a skill. I can <laughs> now, juggle clubs and balls. Can and... you ride a unicycle? No, but that's one of the things I want to learn how to do. But, yes, being a clown, because it's just, it's just humor for the sake of humor. You make people laugh and you fall down and, and it's, there's really no consequences to it other than bruises. I, I never was a fan of the painted face clown thing. To me, I, as even as a kid, I always thought clowns were like silly, but I love humor. So, I, you know, to me, Robin Williams is a clown. He I'm not talking wear... uh, birthday party clown making animal balloons, that kind of no, stuff. No, but circus clowns. Yes. You know, the whole makeup thing in the clothes just didn't work for me as a kid. But the idea of doing something to make someone laugh, which is clowning around, if you will, does do something for me. So, yeah, I can kind of respect that. Not entirely. <laughs> I'm feeling very flaccid on that. I'm not going to tell you anything about you know pills and blue pills. And I guess this is my chance to make my segue. One of my answers was musician. And John's actually entering the world of musician now. Are you going to tell him or should I do it? <laughs> I'm re-entering, I suppose. That's right. That's right. Because I, I have played musical instruments in the past. In fact, I spent six years playing this infernal brass brass type. thing with yeah. three keys yeah six six years on the trumpet john was a flugelhorn oh no. I, I was a flautist no i was a, a, a b-flat coronet player you played coronet B- not even trumpet it was it was the b-flat coronet i Which, played the b-flat clarinet <laughs> did you i did in in uh like junior high and high school in the bands yeah i was in the high school band i played i was uh first seat trumpet player and i was first seat clarinet yeah i was actually pretty good and then i quit and now it wasn't fun anymore and, and now I'm I'm entering the realm of the stringed instrument. <laughs> John, actually, and this, John has talked to me since I've known him. I used to read Guitar Player Magazine, and John would come over and look at my guitar players, and he would see bass guitars, and I remember this, and say, what do you think something like that costs, or something like that? So for 20 years now, John has 20 been... 20 years? Has it been 20 years? Yeah. Holy yeah. crap. For 20 years now... John has been in love with the bass guitar, but hasn't um, attempted to pursue it. Yeah, and I, I took guitar lessons when I was a kid, and I and I think that you know just being a kid and having this person telling you, no, 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 we're not going to learn how to play songs for another year. We're just going to do the, the scales up and down for quite some time because we have to build up the endurance on the fingers. Well, you also should learn scales. Well, but they I'm should not, make it fun. I'm too. not disparaging the scales. I'm disparaging don't like the scales. I'm disparaging the not making it fun to learn the scales and seeing where it's going to go, and not really explaining to the kid this is the plan. You're going to learn the scales, and you need to learn the scales, and then you're going to have fun playing the guitar. And let's try some songs. No, none of that. It was all scales. So it got boring for me really quickly. Do re mi fa si la ti do. Yeah, and I think that you know now as an adult, I've got. Much bigger hands, and I think I've got some some manual dexterity. Oh, listen to him bragging! <laughs> oh, these are these are like mitts. I've, you I've could got, be a catcher without a glove with those things. Holy cow! I have been told that I've got long fingers. So <laughs> we'll leave it at that. So anyway, I'm, I'm picking up bass guitar. Yes. So John's actually made a purchase. A purchase. Well, money has not been exchanged yet, but well, it's not really. But John's actually buying a bass guitar. I'm helping him out. I'm, I'm getting him a smoking deal through my connects. Rich is my hookup. I'm I'm his dealer man, and uh, we actually went to a, a, a fairly large music store today and bought the gig bag and some strings so that when the bass comes in, we can get it set up by the world's best guitar technician, otherwise known as Tope Guy Damiano. Topo Gigio. Tope's guitar repairs. You can find him in the Utica, New York phone book. 
For all your guitar repair needs, Topes Guitar Repairs. <laughs> that was like the impromptu ad. Well, and John and I both know Tope really well because not only is Tope a great guitar technician, he's also a cyclist. And John and I have both ridden with the Tope Meister. I don't know him well, but I've 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 hung with him a couple of times. You rode bikes with him once or twice, didn't yeah. you? What did he used to call you? Um, Mr. Tellerico. No, Johnny <laughs> Bunyo. He used to call you Bunyo. Oh, that's right. And he calls you Bird too, right? Because that was a yeah, nickname you that had. Was, that was a nickname I used to have. Yep. Okay there. So John is going to be jamming on the bass soon. He's going to have the whole rig. In maybe a year, I might be able to play my first song because I have to learn the scales first. Well, and and as I mentioned to John in an email recently, this forces me to pick up my guitars again. So, uh, you know, maybe I'll pick up my guitar for the second time in the year 07. Ought seven. In the near future. Okay, question number 10. Question number 10. Uh, this is uh, an interesting question. Oh, by the way, I have a third answer to... Um, no. What sound or back. noise do you love? And it's Yankees lose. Okay. All right. Question number 10. If heaven exists, and I love the fact that there's an if on there, because so many people just, you know, throw around that there's this heaven and there's this God. So the fact that there's an if on here shows me that the person who asked the question at least has a brain. Okay. <laughs> if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God in the capitalized God? What would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Okay. Let's see. What did I write on here? I've, I, I have several things on here. And uh, one of them is, the Yankees lose! No. This is all a dream. There is no God. Okay, that's one answer. That's one answer. And I forgot the other funny answer I was going to give other than the Yankees lose. Wait a minute. That's like a paradox. What do you mean? God saying, this is all a dream. There is no God. No, but it's not really God. It's the manifestation of God in my brain as I'm dreaming. But see you're dead. But I'm dreaming. There is neural activity... After the heart stops, we know this. But you're dead, man. So what? We're all going to die, man. We're dreaming, and God is telling me in my dream that there is no God. It's all a dream. My head's going to implode. Can't think. (laughs) Anyway. Okay, is it my turn now? Yeah. (sighs) Next. That's your answer? Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's Yeah, and that's probably, if there is a God, you know, it's like a giant, it's sort of like the return window at a store, you know? No, I don't, I'm not thinking thinking in that term. I'm thinking, I would love to hear that because that means there are a lot of people who are worthy of this. And I hope I get there. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, man. I made a mess of the wine. Yeah, and the bottle's empty now. Uh, no, it's not quite empty. You know what I that means? You a little. The questions are going to get sillier and sillier. No, there's some left. They're great I got you the sediment. It, you can hear it being poured into. I actually need to get in the mic for this. I was actually not on axis with the microphone. But that's all the questions. That's it? Ten. Ten questions. I thought there was more. Like if you were a Spice Girl, which one would you be? <laughs> that's one of your favorite questions. I've heard you ask that one before. I still and haven't gotten an answer. I don't have a good answer because I'm not really sure I know that much about the Spice Girls. Oh, come on. They had some silly names. There was like Sporty Spice and Sexy Spice and Slutty Spice and Nappy Spice, but I don't really know the whole deal about the Spice Musky Girls. Musky Spice. Yeah. <laughs> slutty crack, slutty crack Spice. Crack Spice. I know. There was, they had them all. So uh, that is Bernard Pivot by proxy of James Lipton and... The Bloodthirsty Vegetarians. Yeah, well, I don't think that we've shed much light on that one. So you want to play another tune? Yeah, may as well. This one's... <laughs> they're going to like this one. Let's check it out. Mega Popular! Mega Popular! 
play these guys before that was the four bags which is <laughs> one of the most ridiculous names i've ever heard but i love their sort of um their avant-garde their modern compositional style this is the music appreciation part of bloodthirsty vegetarians and the the name of that was screamed out at the very beginning of the song banco popular that's right banco popular it's it's the most popular bank in Mexico or wherever they're from, and I love the incongruousness of the the choice of instruments that they play. I love those guys; they're great. Accordion, guitar, trombone, some that that Flugel sort horn. of harmonica sounding thing that you blow into and play on the keys. The the pianist from the the, the biddies plays it sometimes. I think I it's a melodica, is what it's called. Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but. Um, Flugelhorn. That's my favorite sound now. Flugelhorn. I I didn't know what tidally locked was a couple hours ago. You know what? The the astute among you will know that we skipped question number nine. I felt that there was something missing there. I feel a disturbance in the force. It's as though a million voices cried out. Question number nine. What profession? (laughs) What profession? Would you not like to attempt, which is a corollary to question number eight, which is what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? And I have a couple of answers, as I always do. Uh, I'm so um, – I'm a waffler. 
And the first answer. Flip-flopper. Yes. The first answer is skyscraper construction. And my second answer is like the military, special forces. I don't think I'd do well in the military. Wait a minute. I have to investigate this further. Skyscraper construction. Yeah, I couldn't work the high steel. It's a heights thing. So any position, because there's, there's a lot of uh, jobs in skyscraper construction. I could be a skyscraper manager on the ground. So you just call up commands like... But I'm not really you know, a constructor at that point. No. I you, couldn't... You'd I couldn't, be a supervisor. Yeah. I couldn't work the high steel, the Foreman. heights. The heights and me just don't... Ever since I fell off that second story roof when the ladder I was working on shattered beneath me and I fell to the ground, I haven't been good with the heights thing. Yeah. And no, I was not hurt. I know all of you were very concerned. I fell, to my, I fell to the ground and was not injured. Well, a minor injury. I pulled a, a lap muscle and I had a little um, scrape along my side where the ladder scraped against my skin. But Fell on his head. But I survived. Okay, your turn. Well, I'm going to steal a line from Norm MacDonald. Assistant crack whore. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that line. I think he was when he was doing the, the weekend update, he was saying that this year the uh, the least popular uh, job in America, assistant crack whore. Who did the Sniglets? Uh, Rich Hall. Oh, okay. I get those two confused. No, but seriously, my answer, not to steal someone else's, probably be surgeon. Wow, really? That would require so much confidence. I actually was going to put something like doctor or surgeon because I'm not sure I could put someone else's life lives in my own hands. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, to me, it's just the ick factor. The what? The ick factor. Oh, no, it's not the ick factor at all. For me, it's a confidence thing, you know? So I saw a film. And this film... As you want to do. Yeah, this film actually totally took me by surprise. I was not expecting a Godzilla monster flick at the Munson Williams Proctor Arts Institute. But they showed a South Korean film there on uh, Friday Rodan night. versus Ghidra? Something like that. This one was called The Host. And this is an award-winning film. It is the biggest film to ever come out of South Korea. Doesn't sound like that would necessarily be too difficult, but... Scorsese had nothing to do with this one? Not at all. And this is really a monster movie film. Um, the film kind of starts out at an American military base in South Korea, and a lab technician is ordered to start dumping formaldehyde bottles <laughs> into the water. They always start that way. That's right. It's it's the Americans being the bad guys, which is fine, because we, we are pretty bad. And there's usually, usually some consequence of... It's a toxic chemical Toxic chemical, radiation, the, exactly. spider bites. And, and I'm going to talk about that more in a minute. And due to this, the formaldehyde being dumped into the Han River... Suddenly you have some sort of weird genetic mutations and they show like two fishermen fishing like six years later. And they're like, what was that? That just brushed up against my leg. I don't know. Ooh, that's weird. You know, and then they go to 10 years later and suddenly there's this giant man eating thing that's hanging around in the water. And I'm going to preface this by telling you, I hate that genre of film, this sort of monster movie. I never was a big fan of the vampire movies. I was never a film uh, I was never a fan of any of the monster movie picks, but yet I've I've been reading some reviews online of this film, and I was curious to know what other people thought. Since just on the whole, I don't like the genre. I was I was interested in other people's opinions, and this film has been called the Thinking Man's Godzilla. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Well, what it means is that, I mean, there's a lot of uh, subtext going on in this film. The family that's most affected by this 
monster. It's sort of an amphibian monster that can go on land and in the water. And it Hence amphibious. Yes. And it captures people. And not only does it eat them, sometimes it brings them back to its lair. Where Wines it saved, and dines them? No, it just saves them for later. <laughs> oh. And one of the families that was most affected by this is a working class family. And I think one of the messages that the film is trying to make is that these people weren't listened. You know, they kept going to the, the government, the authorities, the military and saying, no, we think our daughter's still alive. And they were just being ignored. So there were a lot of, there was a lot of subtext going on in this film, but on the whole, just don't like the monster movie picks. Does that mean you shouldn't see this? No, I yes, think you it should does. <laughs> I think you should see this because you know what? I want to talk about the Godzilla sort of Japanese film, the whole genre of films that came out of Japan because a lot of people aren't aware of this, but those films were actually taken very seriously in Japan. Godzilla, the whole idea behind Godzilla was that he was a mutation from radiation. And these were films made in Japan in the 50s. Guess what? We dropped nuclear weapons on Japan in the 40s. The, the whole monster movie thing that came out of Japan was a direct extension of what happened because of the war. And these people took it very seriously. The whole idea of genetic mutation and all that were fears expressed in these films because of the nuclear weapons that we dropped on Japan in World War II. Have you seen the movie Akira? Um, no, that's the, um, it's an animated, uh, Japanese film it has a lot to do with that same kind of whole city destruction, uh, genetic mutation, that whole kind of fear. And, and some of the other Godzilla films, Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster, in the Ghidra, whatever, I don't even know all the films, but these were actually serious films made not only on the sort of radiation slash, uh, genetic mutation thing, but about the environment. They were making films that were sort of talking about the idea of environmental devastation in the 50s. And, of course, we're just getting to that now with Al Gore. And the problem is most Americans don't see these films as serious because of the bad dubbing and the, the whole 60s things. These films were kind of seen as very campy. And I suppose in some way American filmmaking, special effects-wise in the 50s, was a little more sophisticated than the Japanese uh, film industry. You know, we had films like This Island Earth and Forbidden Planet, which were kind of the Star Wars of their days and had very sophisticated effects. Forbidden Planet is one of my favorite films of all time. And This Island Earth is one of my favorite films of all time. And, you know, so we had these sophisticated effects and Americans were used to something a little bit more than a guy in a suit and all these little model tanks shooting firecrackers at him, you know? And so my point being that those films were actually very serious, much in the way this film was very serious. So, you know, my point here is... I think your point is that this I'm, film was really not good. Well, no, the... You know, it had its moments. I just wouldn't even know how to really give a good review to a monster movie film. It just doesn't interest me. What that you have much. to say is, dude, when he ripped off his head, the it blood was like spurted. Oh, that was cool. So anyway, check it out. I mean, <laughs> if you if you have any interest in this sort of genre, or if you have an open mind and you might want to see what this film was like, me, not so much. But you know, there yeah, you go. I'm I'm not a fan of the monster movies. I mean, well. I'm not a fan of the giant monster movies where they have them walking in slow motion through a city, picking up the trains, the model <laughs> trains, and throwing them. Those are just, to me, not good. And I, I like the songs that are, are inspired by them. I don't like the... Um, that was a Blue Oyster Cult song, by the way. <laughs> Godzilla. I don't, I don't like the... Uh, that kind of thing because they're usually formulaic i mean something happens a well, spider film, bite or something and this film kind of diverted a little yes okay there was some 
there was a reason for the mutation, all the chemicals that were thrown in the river. But beyond the fact that after the fact that we've established that there's this giant 100-foot monster that lives in the Han River that wants to eat people, the film did go in directions. I thought it wanted to read poetry to the people. <laughs> the film did go in directions where a lot of films of this genre don't go. And I, I will say this also. It's really amazing how far we've come with digital effects. Back in 1994, there was one studio in the world that could do believable monster digital effects like in Jurassic Park, and that right. was Industrial Light and Magic. And now anybody with a Mac or a PC can do believable 3D effects, and the monster was great, you know, but was it know, wearing a just, tie? Just wasn't my thing. Was it singing, putting on the Ritz? <laughs> I like the. Putting uh, on the Ritz! Don't you remember <laughs> Young Frankenstein? See, I like those movies because they say a lot more, and, and I love vampire movies, so. I'm going to go on the record there. Anyway, I think that's a show. What do you think there, uh, Screech? <laughs> Tis a show. Anyway, check us out on the web, www.bloodyveg.com. Check out our forum, and occasionally I might even post on the forum. Oh, get over yourself. You never check. Bloodyveg.com slash forum. Chris, not Garlic Chris, New York Rangers Chris. Send us feedback. If Not he's the even, Islanders, Chris. If he's listening anymore, send us feedback to feedback at bloodyveg slash bloodyveg.com. That's B-L-O-O-D-Y-V-E-G dot com. What's going on in baseball these days, anyways? Mets have taken three out of four from uh, Arizona, and I think the Yankees have won one or two. Yeah, we can't talk about the Yankees right now. We're out of time. That's right. So remember, you're listening to the VIB. 